Hello and welcome to the Pants Party After Party. I am your host, Harrison Starr, joined as always by Ben Ross. Ben, Iowa lost a game 82-71. to 71. That, uh, that was very rarely fun. Uh, they led uh, for about two minutes, tied for another 59. Otherwise, it was a largely wire-to-wire win for Illinois. Uh, your immediate thoughts. I mean, here, here's, here's the thing. It's like... Illinois is a top three team. Illinois was a top four or five team. The I I, I there I'm not copying out or anything. I think the officiating was very questionable. That didn't lead to the loss at all. You know, the eleven point loss would have been maybe a four or five point loss. It had I think things gone Iowa's way. Even if like Iowa got every single call, I Iowa still would have lost. That's the point. It's like you look at the box score. I am shocked. I was shot 40%. Absolutely shocked. I, if you told me Jordan Bohannon had 20 points, I'd say you're a goddamn liar. Like, it's just, it's a crazy, it's crazy to look. <laughs> I mean, seriously, am I wrong? Like, Iowa didn't get, um, uh, offense was hard at, at times for this game. Like, I, I think you look at that first half and they were running sets for Bohannon. And I think he, he had 12 points in the first half. Eight in the second is how it was split. Um, Garza carried the load for much of the the second, the beginning of the second half. At which point, it it got really bad in terms of Wieskamp only had a bas- a free throw, I think, and Frederick had a basket about halfway through the second half. And yeah, the officiating was the officiating. But you look down the box score and the way Iowa played against the top three teams simply isn't good enough to do it. They they weren't. They're throwing too many possessions away with turnovers. 12 is fine if you're hitting at a higher rate. And then um, to only have six offensive rebounds, um, you know, that's that puts a damper in in a lot of things. I, I think Iowa converted those at a pretty high rate um, into their second chance points, seven. Um, but that's just not much. And Illinois took advantage of their physicality. Um, Kofi Coburn was the best player tonight. And I said this in the Slack, if anyone was parachuting into this game and you told them that the national player of the year and runner up in the cognizancy or whatever was on uh, the floor, I don't think anyone would have um, Kofi Coburn looked like that guy to be honest. Um, so credit where it's due. And like you said, it feels a bit like a cop-out, but um, Iowa just wasn't good enough. And, and you can find some things that may be excuses, but um, 40%, yeah, that's just that's just not going to get it done against a top three team. Without question, Coburn was best player. And then like Dosunmu, he was really good, but how many, how many of his points were second half? Um, can you tell me like – you know, the announcers all wearing fucking assume new bat masks. That made me sick, <laughs> sick to my stomach, absolutely sick to my stomach. Um, you know, Garza had, had four fouls, you know, he was in, he could have maybe done a little bit more on offense if he wasn't playing with four fouls in the final, I think five or six minutes of the game. I love him begging Fran to keep him on the court, but you know, I don't think Fran, 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 Fran didn't oblige, but he was back out there pretty quickly. I mean, Iowa had 12 bench points and four of them came from 
Murray, I can't find, you know, the same stat broadcast we had last night, but it fe- or not, and four of them came from Perkins, excuse me, well, four did come from Murray, but I meant four from Perkins, who, uh, he, he played really great, maybe he got the minutes somebody else should have gotten. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't know. It's like, I, I don't know what to do with this. Like, once again, Frederick, Frederick wasn't becoming the offensive player we want him to be. I think Wieskamp looked better than he did last night which is reassuring, but he still only had 12 points. I mean, only 12 points. Garza still only only with a double-double like Bohannon was making. <laughs> I mean, you're laughing, but I'm right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bohannon, I mean, 5 for 13 from 3, you kind of take that, right? Um, it's it's just tough. You know, the, the, the frustrating thing to me is like – I mean, nothing's frustrating, I guess. The fact I was only down six and a half against a team like this tells you I was good, right? Like, there's a lot to take away, and they're all positive. It's like, you just hope you don't see Illinois <laughs> again. You hope somebody you so, you hope somebody <laughs> take, you hope somebody that can beat Illinois beats Illinois, and then that team can't beat Iowa. And that, that's kind of what March Madness is all about, right? Yeah, I mean, that's why March Madness is kind of the – the best and the worst is because matchups can very much do a team in. And I think, you know, looking at the two games today is a perfect example of that. Um, You know, Ohio state is a weird team without Kyle young, but they were able to go five out for the most part and just hold on for dear life against Michigan. You look at Iowa and it's, as we know, if you have someone inside that can counter Garza and even better, if they can be better than Luca Garza for 40 minutes, then that takes away Iowa's trump card. And then it makes it easier to defend the rest of um, what Iowa can throw at you. The fact is like you look kind of up and down the who Iowa is going to be faced with early. And that's going to be tricky for those teams to counter against. But in the Big Ten, that's really kind of every night with Coburn, with the guard play of Illinois. Um, it, you do take five of 13 from Bohannon because that's even counting that three-quarter shot that he had. I, I take 40% from Jordan Bohannon every day, and that's where that's where that's right at. Um, but it, 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 at times it just felt like an, an inevitability, and though Iowa did have their chances to cash in on that, um, they just never could. And, um, you know, it, it, uh, we've talked offline about the refereeing and I don't necessarily think it factored into it, but it wasn't Iowa's preferred style of play. I think we can all agree there. And, um, you know, it just puts Iowa at uh, a disadvantage, even though I think fairly is the wrong way to put it. it it was called consistently so Iowa could adjust to it yeah and like I said earlier I think that's the thing it's like the officiating didn't affect the outcome of the game at all or the the result rather mm-hmm. it, didn't, it did affect you know the, the differential and the spread which I mean Illinois still would have covered by a three and a half uh <laughs> even, <laughs> even even with more preferential officiating and that's the thing my biggest takeaway is it's going to be great to not play a big 10 team for two weeks Hopefully, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Maybe we catch Maryland, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how the bracket shakes out, um, and just to 
like breathe. It's like going from a smoky, like, I don't know, like a a 24 hour bar or whatever. And it's six o'clock in the morning and you've inhaled all this smoke and probably some combination of still a little drunk and a little hungover. And you go out, you have a nice morning walk back to your apartment or wherever you're at. And you're like, you know what? I can live with this. You know, you, you had a brutal night the night before, but you're breathing fresh air now. And I, I feel like in a way that's what the NCAA tournament can be for a lot of big 10 teams, especially Iowa to me first on the list. And I would say second Michigan and Ohio state, some combination. I mean, yeah, exactly. I guess now you just can't be unhappy. I like, yes, you can be mad or upset or unhappy, I guess with the loss, but you can't, you can't be unhappy with the position I was in because you had to beat Ohio state tomorrow to get the one seed, I think. And even then you would have to get some breaks. We, I think we are firmly planting the two seed, which is kind of where we thought we're going to get, even if maybe we lost to Wisconsin yesterday. So, I mean, this is how we expected it to shake out. And I said it, I said it all year long, Harrison, sweet 16 or bust. Yeah. Yeah, you really did. And and even now, like my expectations are even, it depends on obviously how it shakes out, but like, elite eight right like you know it feels like sweet 16 is too almost too low for a team with big 10 player of the year and number five ranking right now absolutely like i i I think that iowa getting the two seed they will be favored in almost every game that they play unless it's against illinois michigan Gonzaga or Baylor for sure. Maybe there's a team that catches fire that and Iowa squeaks by and somehow Iowa's not favored, but I will be the favorite going into almost any game that they play. And yeah, it, it's fair to fair to set your sights high on an elite eight. I think that at this point in time, expectation is a strong word, I think, but I think that is a fair one to have because, Hey, we're here in the moment. Let's shoot for the moon. And if it ends up being a sweet, sweet, just a sweet 16, you know, then, then we can look back on it and say, well, it was the first time they did that in 22 years. Now I I would prefer not to uh, invite any worse uh, outcomes, but those are certainly possible. Um, but I think it's fair to have really high expectations considering the season Iowa put together, who they've lost to, and um, what advantages that they bring. Because I think so much we get tied up in the eight losses, how those happened, and forget about just what Iowa is. Um, and they're a very good basketball team. We'll see what that means. But I think, yeah, let, let's let's – be happy or let's let's shoot for the moon with uh an elite eight and that's the other thing to remember too like illinois was favored i mean i mentioned it earlier it's like, <laughs> yeah yeah they covered but like also like iowa wasn't expected to win this game like so i we just can't be too upset you know this the beating wisconsin was important absolutely mm-hmm. uh beating illinois and advancing after that was all gravy I mean, I think maybe it feels maybe it hurts a little bit more because Michigan lost that. And that's that's probably going to say it hurts a little bit more because Michigan lost and we would have played Ohio State, a team we 
beat handedly a week ago or two weeks ago, rather. Um, so that's why it hurts. But again, Illinois. Yeah, I, I think I saw a tweet last night, where, or maybe it was today, where it was like, Luca Garza is an inevitability. And in a way, like Illinois almost feels like that team that weirdly has that inevitability about them um, from both an offensive and a defensive standpoint. I mean, you looking at kind of the Ken Palm stuff, and it's easy to get a little too in the weeds with this, but they are um, one of two teams that have top 10 offenses and top 10 defenses. Um, the first being Michigan and the second being Illinois. And yeah, it's, it's hard to look at how Iowa played and be too angry about it. So let's, let's enjoy this week. Let's, you know, explore all possibilities, mainly the good ones. And, uh, you know, it, it's what it is. It is what it is. Is that too defeatist? No, because like Illinois is really good again, and it's like Michigan. And Iowa's, all, and Iowa's also good, but Illinois is in that that tier. Well, here here's the thing: we had this conversation after Michigan shit all over Iowa. It was like, <laughs> I'm serious. It was, it was Michigan, yeah. Baylor. Uh, Gonzaga and Illinois, right? More or less. Yeah. May, like maybe Kansas now, but like now if, if Liver, uh, Isaiah Livers, I know he's not Michigan's best player, but he's a starter and he's a really important mm-hmm. player. Like is Michigan now in the same tier as Iowa? And does that, you know, give Iowa a little bit more elbow room? I don't know if it's a conversation we really want to have now, but it's just a thought. Yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll have this conversation um, whenever we're podcasting next. Uh, because I think, yeah. You know, Iowa got to Saturday. Iowa is a top 10 basketball team. Iowa is uh, got the three seed in the tournament, the Big Ten tournament. Highest they've been in a long, long time. So they they were also, like you said, they, they weren't favored. And they, they never quit, I think, is also the thing that probably bears some mentioning here. I think Fran may have gone a little late to Tony Perkins because, man, that kid can match Iowa. Iowa's athleticism in a way that no one else on Iowa's roster can. And I'm continuously impressed by him. Um, but really it's hard to be like, ah, if I, it wasn't a couple of tweaks that Iowa needed to make to be better. It was, they needed a lot of things to go their way and those didn't happen. And I like, I, I just want to start, illustrate the point I was trying to make for even further. I'm not not saying I'm trying to make it. I did make it. It's like I just finally got the official email from the University <laughs> of Iowa. And it was number five, Iowa falls to number three, Illinois. That's what you would fucking expect. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, like that. that's what it is. I'm, I mean, that, that's, that's them, them's the breaks. That was in the email? That's what you would fucking expect? I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. I got you to swear for the first time all year, I think. Uh, it's been... It's been... Sometimes, sometimes okay. I, I have to, I have to get back into, uh, the work. We'll probably, I'll probably be going in the office on my own accord in the next couple of weeks. So you'll be swearing more. Less, that, less. That's a joke. Oh, oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah I can tell. All righty. What <laughs> <laughs> got me there? Any, any closing thoughts as we look towards, um, 
towards how the bracket's going off? You, you want to make a, a wild and crazy prediction? If for the brackets, no. I mean, I have no prediction, I guess. Like the 4-1 seeds, do you think if Illinois beats Ohio State tomorrow, does that hurt Iowa? As the only prediction, like could Iowa fall to a three? But I, I don't know if that's a possibility. I, I certainly believe Iowa could always fall to a three. But yeah. I also think that if Ohio State wins and that pushed them up the two seed, like if it's a where do we put Iowa, I think that that actually might be to Iowa's benefit looking long-term from a the way the brackets have to be structured now, I guess, is they don't want any of the top four seeds to be within the same conference in the same bracket. So right. if, the same tier, whatever it's called. Yeah, so if that would mean that... Region region is what it would have been, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if that means Ohio State's ahead of Iowa, they would get Baylor, the lesser of Gonzaga and Baylor, and Iowa would get Gonzaga. And I think I like that a little more, um, to be honest. So I think barring anything super crazy, maybe if Arkansas were to win tomorrow, um, if... Ohio State were to win. I think there was probably another one. Like Houston might be a team that could could be weird. Houston or Texas um, that could all push Iowa out. But I think they they've done enough, in my opinion, to have a solid two seed. It's just a matter of do other teams do more tomorrow, and certainly a possibility. But we'll see. Yes. Yes, we will. When when selection Sunday or when when at what time is the bracket dropping? Uh, I think it isn't it five central. So let's see the last. I don't know. Schedule's wacky right now. Five central sounds right. Um, NCAA tournament brackets. Uh, well, I can't find it in two seconds. So yeah. I think that is probably a. We'll have a bracket reveal live podcast. Are we gonna do? Um, are we gonna try and do that one podcast that uh, that your friends do? Uh, you mean like the the gambling thing? Yeah, do it while while that's going we, on. We can we can talk about that. I probably should talk to the guy who runs it, see if it'd be okay. But oh, okay, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. None of them right. listen to this. He has no idea I have a podcast, so. I know, right? Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That that is how it goes. So, I guess mm-hmm. uh, until we speak again for Ben Ross, for myself, for our competitors, again, for Bo Boroski, it, it's been a minute, my friend. Um, I'll talk to you later, Ben. Goodbye forever. <laughs> Go Hawks. Hawks. <laughs>